0: We talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. The okay. kick. It is God. Oh God. God. God, God, God. beat the man, you gotta beat the man. The a 2-1. Swag lane drive left right there. One run is in. Here comes Reed. Here's the throw to the plate. He is. Nice. Lions Lions win. Lions win. Lions win. Lions win. Lions win. This is the Powers on Sports Podcast. Well, Welcome back to the Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, down in Tampa. We are getting to... The end of May. We are moving towards Memorial Day weekend, which will be coming up next weekend. But we got another podcast for you this week. No guests this week. We're just gonna, I'm gonna give you a quick little potpourri about four or five different topics. We're gonna talk some PGA, some NBA playoffs. We're gonna talk some uh, NIL beef that's developing in the SEC. We'll talk a little hockey and we'll talk a little. World Cup men's and women's national team. So, quick little potpourri this week for you. Get you in and out this week. Remember, you can find us on all the podcast platforms. Share it with a friend. Google, Stitcher, Apple. All your podcast platforms that you have access to us. We appreciate you finding us. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at JPoSports. JPosports. If you want to send me a comment, love to hear from you. Uh, I'd love to hear from you about uh, what you think of the podcast, but um, give you a little potpourri this week. Let's first start PGA Championship, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Southern Hills, the 104th PGA. Be on the lookout for some windy conditions, very windy in that part of the country this time of the year. Sounds like the weather's supposed to get a little cooler over the weekend. Obviously have Tiger Woods will be playing in his second major since his knee injury or since his leg injury. Be very interested to see how Tiger responds to the uh to to the second major. Sounds like his leg is in better, much better shape than it was um a month and a half or so ago in Augusta. But obviously with a with a leg injury like that, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a permanent issue with him. There's going to be good days and bad days, so you never know how he's going to feel that particular day. As we all know as we get older, the aches and the ligaments and the soreness and the and the arthritis that sets in in your leg and your knees tends to be, can be an issue and changes in weather and all that stuff really affect how we move around day to day. So it'll be interesting to see how Tiger is able to play. My expectation will be that Tiger makes the cut. i um, love to see him in contention. Does that mean in the hunt on Sunday we'll see but I definitely would expect Tiger to, to make the cut sounds like from all indications he's hitting the ball really well putting the ball pretty well just a matter of whether what what the condition of his leg is sounds like it's a lesser walk than it was in Augusta as far as hilliness but it'll be a very good test at Southern Hills remember Tiger won back at Southern Hills in 07 won the PGA so he has some familiarity success in that course I'm going to give you a couple names that I think are going to be in the mix. I think Rory McIlroy is going to win the tournament this week. That's going to be my pick. I think he's uh, due, playing better. He's uh, He had a great final round in Augusta. I think he shot 64 in Augusta to make a late charge. I think Rory is due. Sounds like he's really working on his chipping and putting. Um, and uh, But I like Rory McIlroy to win the tournament this week in Tulsa at Southern Hills for the PGA title. Uh, coverage ESPN. I think CBS has the weekend coverage, so be on the lookout. But Tiger Woods makes the cut. And I got Rory McIlroy winning the tournament in Southern Hills. NBA playoffs were in the Western Conference and Eastern Conference finals. Miami's up 1-0. Golden State up 1-0. Uh, Golden State with a convincing Game One win over the Mavericks on Wednesday night. Golden State did a great job containing Luca a little bit, so that was a, that was very encouraging for them. Got some very balanced scoring. Wiggins played well. Kevon Looney played well. Poole contributed uh, almost almost twenty and nineteen. Stephen Clay did their thing. They weren't electric, but they were good. But again, defensively, to me, is going to be the key here in this series. How does can Golden State Prevent Luca from dominating the game, and they did a really good job in Game One. I think this is going to be a relatively short series. I think Golden State's going to win this series in five games. I think just too much balanced scoring that you have from Golden State. Too many guys for Golden State that can score twenty for you. Where I think Dallas is pretty limited, and they've only got a couple of guys. Dinwiddie and Brunson are the only two guys that I see that it could, can have big games against the Warriors potentially whereas the Warriors probably have five guys that could get 20 points on a given night if need be. So I like Golden State in five games to get to the to the uh, finals. We have to address uh, the full meltdown by the Suns in Game 7 at home against the Mavericks. Give Luca all the credit. He destroyed Phoenix, but what a disastrous performance by Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and company. Everybody's killing Chris Paul, which he's deserved some of it. But why are we not killing Devin Booker? Booker is in the prime of his career, is probably the best player on that team, and he was just a complete no-show. Aiton was a disaster as well, Game Seven. So I know Chris Paul deserves a fair share of the pun uh, of the blame, but how about Devin Booker and, De- and DeAndre Aiton as well? Those guys are in the prime of their careers, and they were just complete no-shows at home, down by as many as forty at some point in that game. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen a Game 7 where the home team has gotten destroyed as bad as they did by the Mavericks. But uh, a little soul searching to be done in the desert, in the valley for the Suns this offseason. Be interested what they do with DeAndre Ayton and company. But uh, very, very, very poor performance by the Phoenix Suns in Game 7 at home. Miami-Boston Game 1 goes to the Heat. Boston without Horford and Smart, Horford with COVID, Smart with a foot injury, sounds like Horford will not play in game two, Smart, it sounds like Marcus Smart will play in game two, he's a big factor, defensive player of the year, will help uh, be able to stay in front of Jimmy Butler, match up with Butler a little bit better, Butler went crazy in game one, I think he had 41 points, Uh, really, really played well in in the third quarter, Remember, Boston had about a seven or eight point lead at halftime, played really well in the first half, but just a full meltdown, full collapse in the third quarter. I think Miami outscored them 39-14 in the third quarter. Jason Tatum, six or seven turnovers in the third quarter, and the Heat were just locked in, especially defensively with the, on the Celtics, and played really well in the second half to run away and hide, and won the game by about 10-12 points, so. Um, I think this is going to be a long series, six, seven games. Um, I do think uh, be very. to me, it's going to depend on what is the status of Horford and Smart. Are they going to be effective players? Again, sounds like Horford, is a chance he might be out multiple games here. That will be a key element because you don't want to uh, – he's a key cog as far as the spacing on the court for Tatum and Jalen Brown. So, um you know advantage heat right now, but if Horford and Smart are able to play at their normal levels, then I think this is a very long series that's going to happen. So, uh, one nothing Boston. Game two is Thursday night in Miami, and we'll see how it goes. A little NIL beef is developing between Saban and Jimbo Fisher and Dion. Apparently, Saban made some very harsh comments about Texas A&M and their NIL uh, operations as far as how they're getting their players. Also made a comment about how Deion Sanders got one of the top recruits in the country to come to Jackson state based on uh, some NIL money and all that stuff. Uh, I know Dion has responded as well as Jimbo Fisher's responded harshly. Very interesting comments. If you haven't heard the Jimbo Fisher comments about Saban, definitely find those. He was very direct, called him a narcissist and really, really uh, direct response to Nick Saban. Saban's kind of looking like the old, old grandpa, get off my lawn kind of guy when this guy's been, uh, you know, whether it's legal or not, he's been getting players for the last 10, 12 years. And, uh, you know, he he, he fails to remember that uh, his quarterback, Bryce Young, came from California because part of his deal was he got a million dollars in NIL money. Uh, after he got to Alabama. So uh, complaining about what other guys are getting at other schools is, 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 is pretty petty and pretty, pretty, uh, pretty dumb to be honest with you. So he's, it's going to set up a great mat. You know, obviously A&M and Alabama play every year, October 8th this year in Tuscaloosa. The venom is, is, is being uh, dialed up here a little bit as the off season of the SEC is underway so it'll be interesting to see how all this stuff plays out in the next few days, with uh, you know, the NIL money and all that good stuff. But uh, just be quiet, Nick Saban, and go get your guys that you're going to get, and the other guys are gonna, the other teams are going to get their guys. Okay. Equal pay, men's and women's national team soccer, very historic moment that was announced uh, earlier in the week. That the men and the women are going to are going to share equally, bone any World Cup money, revenues, that kind of stuff. A very historic uh, uh, day for for women's soccer and equal pay. Good for the U.S. Soccer Federation and getting this done and uh, making this making this work. Again, the women have been very dominant in World World Cup action, things like that, attendance, things like that. So very 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 good that the women are going to get, get their fair share of the of the pie now. Uh, When it comes to equal dollars for the men's and women's world cup team, the national teams here from a soccer, we'll see if that trickles uh, down to other countries around the world. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, But uh, good for the U S soccer federation for getting that done and good for the women for keeping a, uh, keeping that in the spotlight and keeping that in the, uh, in the purview of everybody's consciousness. So, uh, good for them. And again, you'll you see, you you'll again, the women from a U.S. perspective, the women do a tremendous job. World Cup champions always in the mix every single year. Hopefully the guys can get into that mix in the next 10 years where they'll, they're consistently uh, vying to get to the quarterfinal, to get to a semifinal in the World Cup, and all the money that that will bring that will help everybody. So good job by the women and the Soccer Federation for getting that taken care of. Last thing, the hockey playoffs. We're in the second round of the hockey playoffs. Two big series to to highlight the kind of interstate rivalries. You got Florida, Tampa Bay here in the state of Florida. Lightning win game one, 4-1 after a hard-fought seventh game win in Toronto to continue the misery and the woes of the Maple Leafs not being able to advance. Shout-out to the Lightning and Bazilevsky in Game 7. He was excellent. Um, but again, the Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Pa- Panthers beat Washington. That's state rivalry number one. And then the maybe even a, even a bigger rivalry is out in Canada and Alberta. Not a state, but a province. Edmonton and Calgary. Calgary wins Game 1 in a uh, score a 9-6. A heated, heated rivalry from all indications in Alberta between those two teams. Don't like each other. They have not played in some 30 years in the playoffs. So that will be a very highly contested rivalry. That will be a long series, a lot of goals out there. Um, But I do think uh, Tampa Bay will advance to the Stanley Cup semifinals, i.e. the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll play the winner of the Rangers in Carolina. Carolina wins game one in overtime um, in a very exciting game against the Rangers. Uh, I do think it's going to be Tampa Bay and Carolina in the Eastern Conference Final. In the West, you got Colorado-St. Louis. Colorado wins an overtime game against St. Louis in game one. I think Colorado will handle St. Louis in five games. They are very, very good. They are the odds-on favorite to get out of the West. I think you're going to have a Colorado, Calgary, Western Conference final. I think it's going to be a. And I think you're going to have a Colorado Tampa Bay, Stanley Cup final. For you fans that are th- the huge hockey fans. So, all right, Potpourri Edition again. Short, short version this week. Just want to hit some hit some topics. Uh, no guests this week. We'll have a guest for you again next week as we get deeper into the hockey, and the NBA playoffs. We'll recap the PGA Championship for you. Again, my pick is Rory McIlroy to win the tournament. I think Tiger will make the cut. I think he'll be somewhat in the mix. But I don't think he'll be deep, deep, deep into the mix on Sunday. But I hope so. Be great for TV ratings. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my sister. Happy birthday, Stephanie, this week. Her birthday's on Saturday. Memorial Day coming up next weekend. So... We will, uh, many, many of the kids are getting out of school here in this next week or so, high school graduates. So a shout out to the high school graduates, college graduates as well. You know, the last few years have been a very tricky time for those guys with COVID and all the stuff. So shout out to the high school graduates and the college graduates that have had to endure a very uh, tough last couple of years of their education. And again, uh, shout out to all those people as well. So we will, uh, NFL not a whole lot going on in the NFL OTAs are happening you'll see some mini camps coming up in June but it'll be a little bit of a quiet time here in the next uh, couple of months for the NFL as we ramp up towards training camp USFL is getting about the midpoint of their season in Birmingham uh, I've you know in and out watching games it's it's sometimes it's it's not it's not easy for me to watch big chunks of games I'll watch maybe a quarter here and a quarter there but uh hopefully the usfl will make it xfl just announced a partnership with espn for tv for next year so again you probably will have the xfl and the usfl playing in the springtime on all the different networks fox espn peacock nbc so more football for those of you that can't have enough football during the regular season so baseball season's underway Yankees are off to a hot start. Aaron Judge is on fire. So we'll see how that goes as we progress to the summertime. Powers on Sports Podcast. Appreciate you finding us. Getting over a cold this week. My voice is a little raspy, so I do apologize about my voice. But we will see you next time. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with a friend. We'd love to have some some more listeners. Appreciate the support, and we will see you next week on the Powers on Sports podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at jposports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.